Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on The Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday morning. Got ourselves a nice little sunny day today after the rain has passed, although it's kind of cold. It's freezing outside, man. I'm, I'm over the cold, and I want the 107 back. Well, I'm totally fine with the cold. However, later, I might not be, as I'll be going to the Timbers playoff game today. And uh, it's supposed to be in the 40s, and that's nice. But Is when it? you're sitting outside for two hours, that might not be nice. So we'll see how I manage in the freezing cold today. The 40s are not nice. There's nothing nice about the 40s. Uh, it's yeah. I like the cool weather. I, I'm happy. I'm happy when it's 40 but as long as the inside is comfortable. But here's the cold part. Like we live in Portland. Literally so, the cold part. Yeah. Well, yeah. No pun intended. Or I guess pun intended. Let's go ahead and say that. So it'd be one thing if it was just cold here, but it's cold and wet. Like nobody, I mean, I can take, I can deal with wet, I can deal with cold. I don't want to do both of them, and that's what it is here all the time. Well, it's that's not wet it right now. It is just sunny out, and yeah, it's there fine. Was, there's some sprinkles. There's enough to. I make went it running this morning, and it was great. It was totally comfortable. I wore a long sleeve and a jacket, and it was fine. And I wore a winter hat. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't want to wear a comforter when I'm out running. I do love comforters. Is there is there nothing better? A throw blanket, man. I was going to say, is there something better? Yes, uh, like one of those big kind of, you know, well, soft throw blankets. I'll take those over comfort. I wasn't, I wasn't day. being that specific. Is is there something better than on a chilly day sitting on your couch with a blanket on you? I don't care what kind of blanket it is, with a blanket on you, watching football or watching Lifetime, whatever it is you want to watch, Lifetime, House Hunters, uh, playing Overwatch in my case. I watch yeah. cheaters. That's my that's my guilty pleasure. That's my thing. I, I just why. I absolutely adore getting home and just going under the blanket and just hanging out. That's like my favorite thing to do. It's so after the freezing cold game today, that is exactly what I'm going to be doing when I get home after the game tonight. Is just probably getting into a warm shower, warming up, get under a blanket and relaxing for the rest of Sunday. Yeah, that all sounds good. So that's probably one of my favorite things. I, I get to a point so. When I'm watching football, if the game is a blowout or if there are multiple blowouts, I'll just I'll just turn it off. Like you know, halfway through or something, I'll go watch something else. Sometimes I just need to be entertained by something else besides football because it's an all day thing on Sunday. Like for the most part, yeah, depends no. on how committed you are to watching it. No, seriously. So if let's say you wake up and you you don't you know you don't go to church or you don't attend any type of religious you know event early in the morning. Um, you're probably watching some type of pregame or something that's pertained to sports, more than likely. So those start at about eight o'clock. Uh, there's probably golf on on certain days, so you might be able to catch, you know, some of that and everything. So there's this—it's a long buildup 
of sports and everything. And sometimes I just need a break on some of this. Yeah, I what I tend to do if I'm feeling a certain way on Sunday is I will always watch the early portion of Red Zone because there's like 10 games on, right? I will always watch that to completion. Then when the afternoon games come, I will kind of get a gauge for them because sometimes, like last week, there's only two games on in the afternoon. So if you're used to the hustle and bustle and fun of the Red Zone channel and all of a sudden it's ground to a halt and there's kind of just like a lot of... That kind of sucks, yeah. Yeah, but like last week, both games were epic because we had Seahawks-Texans last week and we had Cowboys-Redskins? I forget. I think that was the game. It was the Cowboys against somebody, um, which was also a really, really good game. So I, I actually watched all of Red Zone for those two games, even though it was very slow. But normally, when it gets to that time, if there's not like if the Broncos aren't playing, say, or whatever, then I'll just eh, maybe put it on the laptop and do something else. Or maybe I won't even put it on the laptop. Maybe I'll just keep an eye on the score because I want to watch some other stuff, you know? No, yeah, I'd, I'd hear you. Like I said, I want to watch anything. I'm a big fan of Naked and Afraid. And if that's on, I'll, you know, like I said, under the covers. Cheaters and Naked and Afraid. Hey, man. I, uh, I'm i a fan of the Food Network and HGTV, so see, that's my The Food Network just makes devices. me want to eat, you know, all the time. So every time I see them, like, especially when they're making, like, big-ass steaks and stuff like mm. that, I'm like, man, uh, I want to go get a steak right now. And then I'll go to Fred Meyer and buy one. Yeah, it's just Food Network is a bad idea. I go travel. I, there's those three channels down there, Travel Channel, Food Network, and HGTV. That I watch all the time. I would. I love the food shows and I love the house shows. I'd implore you to watch. Uh, I don't know if anybody ever watches Vice, uh, but Vice Land Channel. You have told me about it, but I've not. That's watched an it. awesome channel. And um, Action Bronson, who's a uh, he was a chef turned rapper, now like TV host and everything. Uh, but he has probably the coolest cooking show that I've ever seen. So get a chance to watch that. It's called the Untitled Action Bronson Show. All right. Uh, this text here on the Bridgeport Beers text on a 55305 under blanket watching football playing Pokemon on my DS the best. That's Look at cool. that. That I is mean, multitasking and comfort to the max. Not I can sure get... if I'd be playing Pokemon, but everything else, man, you, well, you had me at a low. What's bro. wrong with Pokemon? I don't know. I just I, I'll be Pokemon's honest. I great. never got into I never got into Pokemon though. Really? Ever? Like you never played the red blue? Never. When you were younger? Never. Never got a card. Never watched the cartoon. Never, never, Pokemon never card. played the video game. Never really interested. You and me, brother. Yeah, man. You and me. Just never really interested. I don't know why. That's interesting. I was in fourth grade when the first Pokemon came out. Um, so I was like right up my alley as a kid. I was like. Do you do anime too? Like, are you a big fan of like no. Dragon Ball and stuff like that? I have never in my life been into that kind of stuff. Me either. This is one of those things. Like all my friends and like for I mean, black guys, for whatever reason, we're really into anime. I don't get it. <laughs> I've but noticed that's that. One of the, that's one of those things about us, man. We just love anime. I, I, I still haven't figured out why, but I've just never really been able to wrap my arms all the way around it. Really cool stories and everything, but I just don't like that. I had roommates in college who liked it a lot and tried to get me into it. And it's like, I, I don't get it. I, I, I just never enjoyed it. The closest I got to liking anime was I liked Avatar, the cartoon with uh, totally Aang and the Airbender. Um, I liked that, but that, that was less of an anime and more of just a cartoon as a kid. But yeah, I played Pokemon in uh, fourth grade, Pokemon Red, and I cheated in the game and I broke the whole game. Because <laughs> for those of you out there who have played it before, I went and caught Missing No, which is bad. And uh, my whole Pokedex was then garbled characters of badness everything you're saying I it's just, not for you it, yeah it's for people who me. know what i'm talking about yeah you just lost me with everything that you said all right coming up on the show today football wise don't worry we'll get to football um 
We have our fantasy scramble, of course, at 9.30 and 9.45. So if you have any fantasy football start sick questions, you can text them in now at the Bridgeport Beers text line at 55305. You can also tweet them at us at 1080 the fan at Mike Lynch27 at TaylorMade503 and Jesse's at Jesse Osman, A-S-Z-M-A-N. Uh, we'll be doing that at 9.30. At 10 o'clock and 10.15, we'll be diving into the trade deadline, which was the craziest trade deadline I've ever seen in the NFL. This never happens in the NFL trades of big names very rarely happen and we saw like five in two days and that was like it was like a baseball trade deadline it was crazy and it was a lot of movement so we'll talk about that and that'll tie into the west coast bias as well we'll have hated or love it at 10 30 like we always do or jesse will ask us questions rashad's on a two-week winning streak um but we will start here quickly with a little college football uh we've talked a lot about Oregon and Oregon State the last few weeks, and nothing's really changed, right? There's not a whole lot of interest that's different in in the situation of these two teams. We talked about the Corey Hall situation last week. I still feel the same way about that. Uh, and we've talked about the Oregon offense being putrid. And despite getting a good win against Utah last week, uh, continued to be bad against UW, who has the best defense in the in the conference by far, 38-3. Uh, to three, The Huskies won yesterday in Seattle. And since Justin Herbert didn't play, I don't think any Ducks fans expected any different, right? You expected so. a big loss to Washington. Washington is much better than Oregon right now. And without your star quarterback, you're not going to win that game. So 38-3 to is not surprising. The only thing that was interesting about this game to me was the pre-stuff of whether or not Justin Herbert was going to play. He was practicing with the ones. Willie Taggart was being intentionally coy about it, maybe just to throw off Chris Peterson a little bit. Um, but he didn't play. And frankly, if he wasn't ready to play, I'm glad he didn't against Washington because that's the best defense, again, in the conference, and you don't want to put your quarterback at risk of re-injury when he's this close to coming back because Oregon has a bye week this week, and they've got two games left. Arizona, which is not as winnable as it was earlier in the year, definitely not with Cleo Tate with how he's playing. And then Oregon State after that, you're 5-5 five and five if you're the Ducks right now. You're one win away from getting to a bowl, which is the minimum of what you want to do this year. You can do that with Herbert back against Arizona and Oregon State, getting one win. You hope you, you better can do that with with that, Herbert coming back. Next that week. Is, that's I think where you should be as a Duck fan right now. You're not supposed to beat UW. Move ahead to the bye week. Hope Herbert gets healthy and see if you can get that last win. And I, I really think that's all you can do is just, man, kind of hope for the best at this point. Um, <laughs> Thirty-one yards for Braxton Bur Braxton Burmeister. It just keeps getting second, worse. It's the second game uh, that he's thrown for double-digit yards. Um, Another interception, week, too. Last week was 46 yards, was it? 43 yards last something, week? Something. Eight, yeah, it was and, uh, something like and now he's 47, able, I think it was. He was able to muster 31 yards, 7 for 13. That's not going to win you anything. And for a while, I think most Ducks fans were like, it's 3-3, three to three. okay. You know, you got the lead going into the second quarter. This can this can be okay right now. I think I think as long as you play good defense, you've got a chance. And then Washington still scored. Yeah, imagine if they did have Herbert healthy. That first quarter could have been very different. Could have been very and different. And it may, might, might have made the game much and, more interesting. But uh, I mean, and and shout out to really the wasn't. only the only part as a Ducks fan that you can walk away from this game going, okay, that was cool. Is Royce Freeman um, passing Herschel Walker on the all time you know rushing list uh, for twelfth all time? That's kind of the one thing you can look at and say, okay, that was pretty cool to see your guy do it. Because I think that officially makes Royce Freeman the, I mean, is it fair to say he's the best running back that Oregon's ever had? 
Is that fair? I mean, I think that's, you know, that was a whole conversation I was able to have with some friends last night, you know, amidst the the big loss that they had is, well, damn, Royce Freeman did that. Does that make him better than fill in the blank? You know, and so I think that was the only part that kind of gave us some 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 talking points through through the evening because you knew the game wasn't going to end on a great note against UW in the first place. But you hoped that they could put up more of a fight than they actually did. So uh, Hoping, sure. But I don't think expecting it is is what you should have done. Like hope is different than expecting it. And thirty eight to three, it, hey, at least it's not seventy to twenty one. <laughs> at least you didn't give up seventy points this year. Be proud about that because Washington's offense is not as good. But yet they decided to punt to Dante Pettis, which again, dumb because you were turning for a touchdown. Yeah, just don't do that. All right, that's going to be all we spent on the Oregon and Oregon State stuff this week. It's been very repetitive the last few weeks as it's just nothing's changed. Uh, Ducks have a bye. Justin Herbert should be back against Arizona in two weeks. And uh, Oregon State lost to Cal and played better again, but didn't win. And that might be just kind of the that might be the thing with Corey Hall is they play better than they did under Gary Anderson, but they're not good enough to win. And that's about it. So that's uh, that'll be all for that. Coming up next, an injury that caused ripples through the sport and the fans, even though they don't care about this team. It happened this week. I think all three of us probably felt the same way. And I'm ignoring fantasy here, too. I, I'm just talking about it as a football fan. And we'll talk about that next here on Football Sunday on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine eighteen here on Football Sunday. Mike Lynch, Rashad Taylor, Jesse Osmond with you till 11 leading into pregame for Seahawks Redskins today. Redskins have about 12 players out for the game or more. So it looks like an easy win for the Seahawks, which means it won't be because, well, that's how football works. We'll talk about uh, more NFL stuff coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. But I wanted to talk about, I guess this is NFL related, but I wanted to talk about an injury more than, than the games. And it was one injury that felt like it affected every NFL fan out there. Probably both for real football reasons and fantasy football reasons. And that was Deshaun Watson tearing his ACL in practice this week on a non-contact play. They said it was a motion kind of mesh play, like the, the read option kind of play. And he was just running and he went down and he tore his ACL and I have never seen in my life a more collective groan on Twitter about one player getting hurt than I saw about the Deshaun Watson injury. And in the NFL, at least, you know, because we've seen Brady go down. We've seen Rodgers go down and it sucks, but it, it never seems to affect people in the way that this Watson one did. I'm not kidding when I, when I say it was universal from what I saw that people were bummed that Deshaun Watson got hurt. And I think there's one very big reason for that. It's because we've looked at the NFL lately in general and have gone, something's missing, right? It's a little bit boring. There's a lot of low-scoring teams, a lot of bad teams. You know what was fun? Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson was fun. Yeah. That game last week of Seahawks-Texans was the best game of the year. It was must-see TV. I could not take my eyes off that game. And give credit to Russell Wilson, too, because he kept up. But I, I think it was that good 
because Russell Wilson kept up with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson just started slinging the football around, and Russell Wilson was like, whoa, okay, let's go, let's do this. It's almost like he raised the competition, right? He, he raised the level of play from the other team because he was playing so well. I mean, he, he's made the Texans from a disappointing team that's hard to watch to unstoppable in offense. I mean, Lamar Miller was having a bad year until Watson kind of got into the groove. Now he's having a great year. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins was having a bad year. Will Fuller was non-existent. Now he's catching two touchdowns every game. That's probably going to stop because Tom Savage is the quarterback now. Oh, yeah, that's over. But it was, it was such a, such a feeling of, like, dismay when a player on not my team who's only been in the NFL for, what is it now, eight weeks, seven weeks, and it didn't start week one? Yeah. I mean, it, this sucks. And I can't remember a time I felt like this in the NFL about a player going down. I felt terrible for Deshaun Watson. Um, and having got a chance to watch the game, to mind you, if you listen to the show, then you know that I didn't start him in fantasy. And he Despite 40, us telling And him. he had 44 points, you know. So, hey, whatever. Things happen. I still won. But watching that game at a point, I didn't even care that I didn't have him in the game. It was just so much fun to see what he was doing. You know, a lot of rookie quarterbacks, they don't. Their biggest fear is throwing an interception. A lot of quarterbacks, their biggest fear is throwing an interception. Uh, you look at guys like, um, man, who's it? Andy Dalton, and you know some of the other bad quarterbacks around the league. They're just out there like, oh gosh, I hope I don't do anything bad. I just want to stay in the game and want to make sure I don't make too many mistakes and have people mad at me. Deshaun Watson threw what three picks in that game? And yet, and still, it didn't stop him from going back and throwing it again. He's a gunslinger. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw deeper this time. And as a rookie quarterback, you know, you have to have kid memory. You have to, man. Something happens. You're mad about it. It happened, but then you get over it and go back out there and make plays. And that's exactly what he did. For me, it's tough to see him go down because, you know, we followed him since he was in college. We've known what who, who he was and what he's been able to do since he was a freshman at Clemson. We've seen him lose in really big games. We've seen him win national championships. And so for him to be at this level and finally make it to the big time and to show that I belong more than that, and then, you know, when when guys, you know, burn out or fizzle out, it's usually because they, they just weren't good enough. But here's a guy that showed, man, I'm good enough to play this position. And, you know, it goes down at practice. You know, that's that's the worst part. It wasn't in a game. It was, it was at practice. Why right? is it worse that it was in practice? Because I feel the same way. Like, the fact that I didn't see it happen made it feel worse. It was almost like, they're lying. He's not hurt. Like, I, it's almost like I didn't get to feel the injury with him. This is so weird. It's like, I got this weird connection to watching him play. And this started in college. And we mentioned that. I mean, we've watched Deshaun Watson for years, right? We've watched him at Clemson. We watched him take down Alabama. I don't think there was anybody outside the state of Alabama that was rooting for Alabama in that game because you're sick of watching the Tide win it, Right. And Deshaun Watson took him down. And almost did it twice. Almost did it twice. Probably should have done it twice. But, you know, I digress. He was fun to watch in college. And you could say what you want about Clemson and Davos Swinney and not liking them and all that. But you couldn't dislike Deshaun Watson, right? And then you see, like, hopefully this stays true for the rest of his career and life. And it's not just a face because, I mean, we've been tricked before. But all of the stories we see of him off the field are like he's amazing. Right, like he gave his first two game checks to like lunch workers at the at Energy Stadium. He's a rookie, and he gave his first game checks to those people. So, like, I, I personally, 
I felt like this strange connection to him as a player because he was exciting, he was fun to watch, and I liked him a lot. Yeah, and, he, and like, this that's why this is so – it's just so weird how it affected me, but it, that's why. That's why. No, and I think it's one of those things when things happen to good guys, you feel a certain way about it. Like when Gordon Hayward went down, there was a, a, a collective gasp around the NBA because Gordon Hayward is overall – he's a good guy. He's like, man – Damn, I don't want to see him get hurt. When Kobe got hurt, it was kind of like, aha, Laker fans, what now? What are you going to do? Kobe isn't a likable person. You know what I mean? When Aaron Rodgers got hurt, there were so many Packer memes about, oh, yeah, you got, what are you guys going to do now? Look how hurt his, all his, he doesn't have a shoulder to cry on, all type of little things like that. Like when somebody, when they don't like you, like the hate is going to be real. I didn't see any of that with Deshaun Watson. I didn't see any Jordan cry face memes, you know, out there uh, about him and everything. I think there was a, a a real type of respect amongst football fans for what this kid has been able to do so far. He's pre- pre- presented himself as a professional every step of the way. When it, down to preseason, when they said Tom Savage is going to be the starter, he he took it like a pro, and he just came out. And he worked every day, and the next thing you know, he's coming out week two and, and making plays from there on out. And honestly, the, this guy is a it it hurts so much because of i mean one how how the character that he's shown as a person and two how much he's taking away from sundays now not having him out there what that's done to the community like the day after they win the world series they lose the the piece the one piece that houston has been looking for the entire entire existence absolutely of their franchise this is the piece they've been looking for they finally get it this happens it's just it really is sad to see that, you know, you see it happen to to people that you're like, well, you know, it, it, not such a good guy. You don't necessarily feel bad about it, you know, this. But this is there's so few guys that you really feel are like legitimate good people in the NFL that that this one does hurt. I think almost everybody that is a fan of the sport. I think that's a good point. And the, the scary thing about this, but it's a little bit less scary when you get into the details is that this is the second time he's torn his ACL. He tore it his freshman year at Clemson. This is the opposite ACL. Though. But that's what I was going to say. It's better, hopefully, maybe, that it's the opposite ACL. So we've seen it before where the same ACL will get torn a couple of times after surgery. It's just they don't fully strengthen that the muscles around the the knee, and it just, you know, a lot of pressure gets on it. Or it's just bad luck. You know, I mean, it, it's a lot of different variables. The fact that it's the different knee is maybe better or maybe worse because now he's going to be playing on two surgically reconstructed knees. So we'll see what happens, but – it didn't stop him from being a good player before, so I don't think it'll stop him from being a good player here. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, it is time for our fantasy scramble. If you have fantasy football start sick questions, uh, there's a lot of buys this week. These last two weeks are kind of filled with buys, um, so it's a lot of uh, bench players getting op- opportunities in your lineup. So if you have any questions, feel free to text them in right now to the Bridgeport Beers text line at 55305. I have one personally as well. You can also tweet them at us at 1080thefan, at Mike Lynch 27 at TaylorMade503, and at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. And we'll get to as many as we can over the next half hour. But first, Jesse has Sports Center. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. And the only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Well, you know what that open means. It is time 
for the fantasy scramble. If you have any fantasy football start sick questions, feel free to text them into the Bridgeport Beers text line, and you can also tweet them at us at Tenator the Fan, at Mike Lynch27, at TaylorMade503, and at Jesse Osmond, A S Z M A N. I got this one yesterday, so I want to get to this one first. Actually, I got this. Yeah, it was yesterday. It was a very early attempt, and it said, This is one for you tomorrow. So I will for sure uh, get to this first. Do I trade Julio Jones yes. and Des Bryant for Le'Veon Bell? And it's Des Bryant? It's a non PPR league. It would leave him with Chris Hogan, Alshon Jeffrey, and Paul Richardson. I want Jesse no. to pay attention on this. I don't know what he's doing back there. <laughs> his headphones got fully tangled in his chair. Um, for me, this is a tough one. So it's a non-PPR league, so that certainly devalues the receiver spot, right? It doesn't make the receiver spot quite as good. Le'Veon Bell is a monster, right? And the current running back situation in the NFL is uh, shaky at best. There's not a lot of great options out there. There's a lot of people who are in um, committees, in the running back committee, and Le'Veon Bell, it's not. He is a sure thing. However, he has a buy this week, so you won't be able to use him immediately if you do do the trade. Uh, Chris Hogan got hurt, right, for the Patriots? Like every week. I didn't see the extent of that injury, but um, I'll, I'll check that now. I like Alshon Jeffrey, especially with Carson Wentz. I like Paul Richardson right now. Um, the problem is, is I kind of feel like trading both Julio and Dez is a lot. It's like two really good receivers for the best running back in the league. Um, but if if you really need running back help, I think I make that trade. I really do. I, Julio has not been as good with the Sark offense. Dez is still inconsistent. Le'Veon Bell is everything. He's consistent. He does everything. Um, and I don't dislike the rest of your receivers. So I will say I'm not a big trade guy either. I hate making huge trades, but – I'm, I might actually make that trade if I were you. See if you can get someone, put someone in there a little worse than Des. Like maybe trade Julio and Chris Hogan for Le'Veon Bell. Maybe that's a little bit more fair. But, you know, that's up to you. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't go with Hogan because Hogan's getting way more targets than Des is right now. Uh, I think Des had, what, like two last week or, you know, the week before. So it's one of those things, man. He's not getting as many from Dak. So I would. Ugh, Des is a name, if nothing else, right now. And I say that because I actually have Des Bryant on my fantasy team, and he's done nothing more than be um, the guy from the commercials with Josh Gordon so far this season. Or Josh Norman, excuse me, so far this season. Because both um, those players are underperforming this year, Des yes. and Julio. Yes. Um, I probably would I'm, – I'm with Lynch, though. I probably wouldn't, wouldn't let go of both guys. Um I would, I mean, I would throw Dez, and if you can get away with, um, you know, throwing Hogan in there and see if you could make that happen. But I think Julio uh, has to be in that if you're going to Yeah, but considering yeah. that you're going to get um, Le'Veon, Julio probably has to go, but I probably would see if I can get away with giving you somebody else as opposed to both those receivers. But with that said, I would not be opposed to doing that trade if you feel that strongly about Le'Veon Bell. I mean, if Le'Veon Bell, but you got to, he might get hurt. My, I mean, that's just saying. That's just that's just who Le'Veon is a little bit. So just be prepared for that. There's always a they might get hurt. Well, Le'Veon I know all about special. that one. <laughs> so what do you um, think about this trade now that you got the headphones fixed? <laughs> right. Um, it's a good I, looking I, I trade. Mean, well, so uh, I didn't get to hear what the rest of the w roster sounded like. Julio so. Jones, Des Bryant, 
for Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. The rest of his receivers are Chris Hogan, Paul Richardson, and Alshon Jeffrey. And what are his running backs? He didn't tell me. It was a tweet. He didn't tell me that. Um, I'm assuming if he's getting Le'Veon, he needs running back help. (laughs) He um, has all those receivers. I would probably, I mean, you're not going to do it without not offering like Julio, but I'd probably, I I wouldn't offer Hogan either. Um, I'd try to offer one of the other guys, especially um, with Richardson, actually. probably I'd be trying to sell high on him right now. So go like Julio Richardson for Le'Veon? Yeah, something like that if you can. Um, that is a lot, uh, like point to point standard league. Um, standard, standard league. league I, I'm gonna go ahead and say Bell has quite a uh, a bit more value, and so if push came to shove, I would probably do it if he said no. This is the only way you're gonna get Bell. Um, but I would try every which way not to give up both of those guys. All right, uh, I want to throw my question in here real quick. Shouldn't be too long of a discussion i've kind of already made my choice but i want to see what you guys think it's for my flex this week it's either tyler lockett or cooper cup i'm starting lockett who has just been a monster these last uh last few weeks he seems to always be getting the deep targets cup is getting an inconsistent amount of touchdowns and frankly just isn't catching the ball as much as i thought he would so i'm starting lockett just because i really like the rapport he has with russell wilson right now and washington's whole team is banged up um, and I like the Giants secondary a little bit better. So I'm, I picked Lockett, but I'm curious what you guys think about Lockett or Cooper Cup. I like Lockett as much as we've been saying Cooper Cup. He's had yet to really have that huge game. You know, it's all, he's almost on some Christian, well, better than Christian McCaffrey because he hasn't had a great game, in my opinion, yet. But, uh, yeah, I would probably Cup has stick three with, touchdowns in his yeah, seven games. I'd probably stick with Lockett. Um, and this is half-point PPR. I know what your, your yep. league is. So um, I – I think either way you're okay, to be honest. I think Cup's going to have a good game today. I, uh, But right now, the more explosive offense, the more explosive player, I mean, probably would be on Russell Wilson. I just think – Lockett's the, been good looking. Like, he's he, open all the time. He, he it, It's his third year, too. So it's kind of like that third-year leap. He's finally healthy. Um, they got rid of Jermaine Curse, which, a lot, like, kind of allows them to start opening up things for Lockett and Richardson. It. Uh, on the flip side, the Rams are they're kind of frustrating in the fact that they just spread the ball so, around so much it's hard to figure out outside of Todd Gurley who's going to be the fantasy value of the day because typically one of the receivers are. Um, but, yes, I'm going to roll out Lockett. But I, I, I think you're you're fine with Cup as well. I, I, I'm playing Cup in both my leagues, but that's mostly because of buys. Um, oh, the guy who tweeted me, actually, he texted the show. He said his running backs are Carlos Hyde, Devontae Freeman. Ah, Hyde and Freeman. You know what so I would he probably would get? Do- Hyde, Freeman, Bell, and would have Richardson, Hogan, Jeffrey at wide receiver if he did the trade. I would probably um, try to go, like, offering Hyde and Dez or something like that. Uh, you know, try to keep Julio and offer one of the other running backs. You're upgrading your running backs. You don't necessarily need Dez, and he hasn't been necessarily super productive. Um, that that would be a way that I would maybe go to is trying to offer a, a running back saying, hey, I know this running back's not as good, but he's been good. He's been putting up RB1 to RB2 numbers most weeks, and then you get another guy who puts up eh, wide receiver two numbers. You know, mm. the, the, po- the points are I feel are like there. that would be a thieving trade, though. It, like it's you- not the point. Like, if you do the math, the points are there. And it all once again, it depends on what the other roster looks like, too, because if the other roster – 
is um, running back heavy, then, yeah, it doesn't work if he needs wide receivers and he doesn't have any running backs. So, um, or he has plenty of running backs. So that that's kind of the other thing, too. If he, if he doesn't need the running back, then, yeah, you could kind of go back to the, well, maybe I go Paul Richardson and Julio and see if he bites on something like that. All right. To our first big question, need three wide receivers in the standard league. Here are the options. Cooper Cup, Corey Davis, who is playing – this week, Sterling Shepard, Paul Richardson, Jarvis Landry, and Devontae Adams. This is really hard because I feel like all these guys are very, very close to each other in what they can do. And being a standard league, it makes it a little bit more interesting because a lot of these guys are PPR specialists, I feel like. Landry and Shepard and Cup especially. Um, I think Landry is still the guy I would automatically put out of all of these guys in there. I know he's he's a PPR guy, but he's getting a lot of yards in general with this team, and he's been targeted in the red zone a few times the last few weeks. So I would pick him for one. Um, now that Sterling Shepard is healthy, I think the Giants might be more willing to throw the ball to the receivers again as they've been throwing almost exclusively to Ingram, the tight end. Um, so I would pick him. And then to me it comes down to between Cooper Cup and Paul Richardson. And Richardson's been really good lately. And I might go with him on this. So I would say Shepard, Richardson, and Landry for myself. Uh, I'll take um, definitely Shepard, um, definitely Richardson. <sighs> Devontae Adams has been – he's had points this season where he's been really good. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to say take Cooper Cup. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to take Cooper Cup. All right, so my number one start out of this group is Devontae Adams. The the rec- Look at the receiver opposite of Darius Slay. So that's going to be the receiver opposite of Jordy Nelson. Um, they have thrived this season. I mean, not just uh, yards-wise, but points-wise. And when you look at a guy like Jarvis Landry, five receptions for 33 yards, seven for 93, eight for 62, five for 44, six for 40, six for 48, 13 for 78. He does have three touchdowns on the season, but doesn't even come close to a hundred yards. That is not a great standard league wide receiver. So I'm going to probably sit him. I'm going to go Adams. I'm going to go Shepard. And this is where it kind of gets interesting between Richardson and cup. And I think that there's more upside with Richardson right now. The once again, kind of going back to um, like there's no running game in Seattle, so they have to pass the ball. And right now that's one of their playmakers. So I'm going to go Richardson. Uh, we got this one here. Let me find it. Uh, Non-PPR league quarterback injuries have clearly ruined my receiving core. Pick two, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Jordy Nelson, Paul Richardson. I think DeAndre Hopkins is a must start even with uh, Tom Savage because Savage in the past has thrown the ball to Hopkins like 10 times a game. So even if it's not Watson, the target should at least help Hopkins get some yards and points today. Um, so plus they're playing the Colts, I believe, who do not have a good defense. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Hopkins for sure. The Will Fuller thing is I feel like the Deshaun Watson injury kills him the most of all of the Texan players because Fuller was like touchdown dependent. It's like a security blanket. Right, but like he was only getting like three catches a game, but everyone was a touchdown, it felt like. So I'm not sure Tom Savage gets him the ball that, that much, which makes me a little bit nervous. Um, so I might go, and then we just heard about Darius Slay has been awesome for the Lions, and he's going up against Jordy Nelson, plus, uh, you know, no Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to go Hopkins and Richardson there in the non-PPR. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Hopkins and Richardson as well. 
I'm going to go Hopkins, Richardson. I would think about Fuller just because it's such a good matchup, but um, Richardson gets the nod based on the quarterback play. And then at the flex, LeGarrette Blunt, Marshawn Lynch, Jonathan Stewart, and now TJ Yeldon because Leonard Fournette is out due to violation of team rules. <laughs> That's a lot of running backs who might not do anything, but yet a lot of running backs who might, as Jesse said last week, fall forward into the end zone like LeGarrette Blunt did and get you a lucky touchdown. Um, it's tough for Blunt because now that Jay Ajayi is there, he's not going to get the same type of carries. Um, Jonathan Stewart got a touchdown last week, but he hasn't been used a lot. This is really hard for me. I, I'm, I'm almost like, I'm almost leaning towards the TJ Yeldon thing, but I still think Chris Ivory is going to get more touches than Yeldon despite the injury. You know, what about Marshawn Lynch? Marshawn Lynch has been bad this year too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but he's coming back off the of suspension now. He's barely if they're touches. smart, they're going to get Washington going and Jalen Richard, and they're going to ignore Beast Mode because Beast you know, Mode is not Beast Mode. I'm going to go. Who's Jonathan Stewart playing this week? <laughs> I'm going to go Jonathan Stewart. I'm I'm going to go Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, you know what? Because because the Eagles are playing the Broncos. Get, get that's this. why I'm going. They haven't allowed a rushing touchdown yet this year, by the way. The Eagles, the Broncos. So this is what I like about your pick. They just traded Kelvin Benjamin. They literally only have like Devin Funches at wide receiver. They don't have Greg uh, Olson back. This is going to be a team that wants to run the ball. They're going to be more recommitted to running the ball, which is what they were so good at doing when they went to the Super Bowl in 2015. I like Jonathan Stewart. Uh, Sorry to skip PPR. you there, Rashad. Uh, I like. I mean, yeah, Jonathan. I mean, I like Legarrette too. I think he's kind of, <laughs> he's kind of, you know, kind of okay season so far in Philly. But Jay Ajayi's there now. Uh, yeah, Denver Jay defense Ajayi. is not giving up a rushing touchdown this They're year. They're not. So and I Wendell think I'm going to go John Stewart too. Yeah. All right, we got to go to break. We got plenty more to get to coming up next. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's dive right back in. We're doing the Fantasy Scramble. Text your questions to the Bridgeport Beers text line at 55305. We got 10 minutes till the game start. Uh, uh, pick two in a non-PPR league. Alshon Jeffrey, Joe Mixon, Amir Abdullah. Alshon Jeffrey's must pick out of those three in my mind. And uh, <laughs> Mixon and Abdullah are not exciting to me at all. Um, I guess I'll probably go Joe. No, no, but they're playing Jacksonville. Oh, God. I'm sorry, dude. This is a terrible choice. I'm going to go Joe Mixon purely for touches because Abdul is not getting a bunch. So I'm going to go. I'll go Jeffrey and Mixon. Jeffrey and Mixon. Uh, Jeffrey and Mixon, yeah. I mean, it, uh, Mixon doesn't have a great matchup, but ne neither does Abdullah. And Abdullah, for some reason, doesn't get much love in the red zone. So... Uh, Will Fuller or Paul Richardson? I'm going Paul Richardson on this one, especially with the Watson injury. Uh, yeah, no Watson could be bad for Fuller, we, like we've been saying, so Paul Richardson. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, we've already addressed this one before, and, and so it is Richardson over Fuller. Um, it's unfortunate but true unless something magically happens, like Tom Savage caught some of that Watson magic. Like he's but, good? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like that because I have both Hopkins and Lamar Miller on my team. Right. I know. And I just traded for Lamar Miller because I had Watkins. Ouch. I know. 
Yeah, I, I had, had Brady and I had Watkins. Now I have none. Because you traded Brady. Because I traded Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Is Eddie Lacy worth a flex start? No. Absolutely no. No. Do not touch Eddie Lacy if your life depends don't on Don't touch it. that backfield. No, please don't. Uh, until Chris Carson comes back, if he decides to come back after a couple more weeks. Uh, Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders, half-point PPR, already have Demarius Thomas in the lineup. Ooh, Sanders is playing, but that doesn't mean he's going to play well because he's been out for a week or so with the injury. This is where I might go with Will Fuller. Oh, I yeah. hate having two from the same receiving quarter. You know life. who your quarterback is today, right, Broncos? Yeah, but, I mean, both. Can't be worse than Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Can't mean, be I worse than Tom Savage? Like, Tom Savage has 61 yards and two interceptions on the season, Guess who lost his job to Tom Savage? Brock Osweiler. Yeah. But but 61 <laughs> yards and two interceptions so that's on it, the I'm season for Savage. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to be the contrarian. I'm going to go Emmanuel Sanders. And guess what? Boom. Oh, you're my, wearing the Emmanuel Sanders my, jersey. Yeah, he's returning this week, so I'll put my <laughs> Sanders jersey on. I want to know the percentage of wins when you actually wear the Broncos jerseys. Well, they've uh, for the last few years, they've been great. Okay. <laughs> this is a PPR league. And it's Alex Collins from the Baltimore Ravens, who had a great week last week, and Kenyon Drake from the Miami Dolphins, who will mm. be one of the two new starters. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet between him and Damian Williams. Um, but I think I'm going to pick Drake in this one. I, I don't. I don't love the going with a guy who we're not sure about what he's going to do in the backfield yet when there's a guy traded. But I don't, I don't, I'm not high on Alex Collins despite the one good week. That backfield is so messed up in Baltimore. Danny Woodhead is healthy again. I'm going to go with Drake, I think. Um, honestly, yeah, I don't really know a whole, uh, I don't know. This is a tough one. Flip a coin. I guess I would probably go with, with Drake as well. I guess I'll be the contrarian. Yeah. I think Alex Collins is, I mean, it, he's the best playmaker in that offense for the Baltimore Ravens and Harbaugh has noticed it and his touches have gone up and up and up and Javorius Buck Allens have gone down, down, down. So I very much will go Allen over Drake. We have no idea and what to, Drake is. And, and not to mention, you and know, to think that the Seahawks let Alex Collins go before the year. Mm -hmm. and, and, and guess what? Hey, guess how many uh, rushing touchdowns Miami has on the season? I'm going to guess zero. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Off the top of my head, I can tell you that one. Uh, Eagles or Rams defense? Uh, go Eagles because it's Brock Osweiler playing. And the Broncos offense has been like worse than bad the last two weeks. So go Eagles. Yeah, I've got to go with those Eagles too. I'm going to pass on this one. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Make a pick. You know how bad the Broncos Eagles. offense has been. It's the Eagles. <laughs> I feel you, man. You know how bad the Patriots D has been. I know you say it's been getting better, but I... I tend to disagree. Uh, uh, Delaney Walker, Jason Witten. Uh, Delaney Walker, man. He is the guy for Marcus Mariota as a safety net. He's healthy, and he catches four to seven balls a week. And Jason Witten's also a safety net for Dak Prescott, but I like the big play potential of Delaney Walker more, so I'm going Walker. Um, but Dak Prescott depends on – Jason Witten so so much in that offense um but then again Mariota does for you know um Delaney Walker as well so I, I think I would probably go Walker who all right the, who do the Titans play today uh 
Let me, me find it for you. I'm looking. They're playing Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm taking yeah. the Titans. All right. So uh, your your logic was impeccable. <laughs> However. Thank you, Spock. Uh, yes, in the in the words of Vulcan. Um, however, the problem is is Walker, even though he had the bye week coming off a bone bruise, has been gipping around. He was a game time decision. He could have a setback at any time. Um, I'm going to go away from Walker today. Uh, Witten actually has kind of had a revival this season. He's almost been more of a playmaker in this offense than Des Bryant going against the San Francisco 49ers. Really juicy matchup, so I am going to throw Witten out there today. Pick three. Full point PPR. Christian McCaffrey, Muhammad Sanu, Devontae Parker, Aaron Jones. You got to go Aaron Jones, man. Even though they had a bye last week, he's been insane since they started giving him the football. I feel like he's a must play right now for Green Bay, even though he doesn't catch all the passes. Um, in terms of PPR, I know Christian McCaffrey hasn't had the best start to the year, but he still catches passes. And at least in my league, which is a half point PPR, he's averaging around 10 points a game. So I think that's valuable in a full point PPR for sure. And then out of the receivers, Matt Moore made me nervous last week. I know he's better than what he played. Muhammad Sanu has been good. And I, I think I'm going to go Sanu instead of Devontae Parker here. Um, well, I'm definitely not going Christian McCaffrey because I have to start Christian McCaffrey in our league. And we are not half-point PPR, so he is around six to seven points a week for me. Um, so uh, I think I will go. Who are the other? I'm looking right now. Um, it was McCaffrey, Sanu, Parker, and Jones. Pick three. I'm going to go uh, McCaffrey, Sanu, um, Devontae Parker. And this is PPR? Full point PPR. Full point PPR, yeah. McCaffrey, Sanu, um, and Jones. I feel like Jones is just a must-start right now. Yeah, he's, he's playing really well. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey or Will Fuller in a standard league? Alshon Jeffrey. Any, anyone with Carson Wentz right now, I just I love it. Carson, just keep going, Carson. Yeah, uh, any, yeah, anything with Carson Wentz, and I'm with you. I'm going to be honest. Jeffrey hasn't been very good this season, so I, 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 I understand what we've been saying about Fuller. But on the flip side, Jeffrey hasn't been amazing. Um, Wentz is doing a good job of spreading the ball around, and he's playing Denver. So um, I probably will actually go Fuller. All right, we got to try to go as rapid fire. I realize we missed a bunch up here. Um, pick two non-people. Oh, no, that was an old one. Whoops. I have Julio Jones. Do I trade Julio for Amari Cooper and Jimmy Graham? I do need tight end help. No, because Jimmy Graham, my, uh, no, I wouldn't do that. No. No. Um, PPR, Kenny Stills, Muhammad Sanu. Ooh, ooh, I like this. Kenny Stills has been sneaky good this year. <laughs> He's been a big, good deep threat, but Sanu's been good too. Um, I think I'm going to lead lean. Stills is on the Saints now, right? I, I He's not on the Dolphins anymore. Am I, am I wrong about that? Ooh. Help. <laughs> uh, Stills is on the Dolphins. Oh, Gin's on the Saints. That's right. Yeah. I get those two confused. I'm going to go Muhammad Sanu. Um, I don't, I don't trust uh, Matt Ryan right now. I'm going Kenny Stills today. You trust Cutler over Matt Ryan? Huh? Well, Cutler's not playing either. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is? is yeah. Cutler's playing, Cutler's playing today, guys. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought Matt Moore was still playing. No, he was cleared. They didn't want Matt Moore after last week. <laughs> 40 to nothing or whatever beat down they got. Yeah, they're not interested in Moore. Or Matt Moore. Uh, All right. Yeah, so, Sanu. <laughs> he changes his decision. I will also go Sanu. Uh, Richardson or T.Y. Hilton PPR? Um... Oh God! I know. Uh, you you want to say Ty? I but... gotta say you gotta say Ty, but you can't. I'm gonna go Richardson. Uh, Jacoby Brissett isn't throwing the ball. It's unfortunately like that. So I gotta go Richardson. 
man, we have seen Brissette and T.Y. Uh-oh. work. We have. And they have said they need to get T.Y. more more looks, more touches, more passes. This is my classic, what do you need? Do you need a Hail Mary? If it's a Hail Mary, I'm just going to throw T.Y. hope he has one of his T.Y. days. If you think it's going to be a closer game, I'm probably going to go Richardson. All right, we got to go. We will answer the rest of the text line. Coming up next, it was a crazy trade deadline in the NFL. We'll talk about it. And uh, lean West Coast bias at 1015 as well. This is Football Sunday on The Fan.